Show yourself. Let's have a fight. I'll smash your head. This is Alan Parsons recording a live testimony. I want to document exactly what is happening to me right now in case it forms part of a criminal investigation. I, Alan Partridge, being of sound mind and body, although I, I currently have heartburn, but uh, I hereby make the following statement which can and may be used as evidence. The time is 10.12. Uh, I believe I have been and may still be the victim of a home invasion. By the way, I may occasionally break off to shout at the man who I think is in the close proximity. I'm scared than a bee than you! I mean, I'm more scared than a bee than you! Uh, the man who I believe has broken into my home. Oh my God, my heart's beating like, like one of those dustbin lids in Stomp. I was meant to be recording a podcast, but actually, no, this is the podcast. You're listening to Alan Partridge from the Oast House. Apologies for the shouting, but... Uh, I've just received a letter from a man who has been targeting me, sending me abusive messages, trying to bring me down for months now. He goes by the name of High Noon. And, well, he's a troll, or an internet troll. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised if he, if he does live under a bridge. To defend myself, I'm carrying a rolled-up newspaper. Poke him in the eye and it will blind him. I mean, yes, he'll still be able to fight, but his ability to judge distances will be critically impaired. They say that in the kingdom of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. That in the kingdom of the one-eyed man, the two-eyed man is king because he's got depth of field! I'm Alan Partridge. This is my podcast from the Oast House. Well, I've got myself a cup of options. Uh, it's a locale hot chock. But my trotter's in a foot spa and... Um, <sighs> feeling a bit calmer. An effective technique to just empty your mind of anything controversial or interesting that might spiral into negative thoughts is to imagine a garden. But not one that's too interesting, quite a bland one, like my neighbour's garden. Uh, no wonder he's always poking his... Head over the fence, looking at mine, trying to nick ideas. See, this can happen, you end up getting riled, but the idea is to relax. Bit of background to what's happening. I've received correspondence from this chap before. He normally emails, but I get the odd letter uh, via the BBC. Now, as a rule, I take this person's letter, read it to my assistant uh, or anyone else in the vicinity, and we'll pick out spelling mistakes, grammatical errors, clumsy phrasing. For example, he often says misunderestimate rather than misunderstand or underestimate, and obviously I'll have a good laugh at that, about the person's shortcomings, of which there are many. You know, stupidity, poor handwriting, bitterness, professional jealousy. He puts a line through his sevens like he's French or something. <laughs> it's just, it beggars belief. And very obvious sexual inadequacy. He's unable to satisfy a woman and that eats him up. What to do with these letters? Don't want to throw them away. The cops might want them in case I'm found brained in a hedge. Don't want to keep them because I'll keep reading them. And it makes me feel crummy. Neat solution. I skewer them on a spike. Rather like you imagine a man in a sheepskin coat would do with receipts in a minicab porter cabin in the past. The dinging that you heard was my uh, long case clock, which I have in the hall uh, from the uh, 18th century. I'm very much interested in horology 
and uh, it makes me laugh. Some people come around, they call it uh, they call it a grandfather clock, which is not the correct term, you know. And I don't mind. I, you know, I don't make a fuss about it. I, I don't mention it. Well, I do mention it, but I don't make a fuss about it. The point is, I just treat this troll's entire campaign against me as just something to enjoy and mock, much as one might enjoy watching Nigel Slater try to parallel park. You get the picture. Today, though, I've come downstairs to see if we had any yogurts because I wanted to eat a yogurt. And on the doorstep, there was a letter. I hurried to open it because I was hoping to receive an invitation to the launch of a new big car. Instead, I saw the atrocious handwriting of my troll, as higgledy as it is piggledy. And my blood ran cold, because every other letter from this individual had been addressed to my production company. I never, never give out my home address, even to taxi drivers. I make them drop me at a farm and I run across a field. Yet this was addressed directly to me and it bore no stamp. Which means, that's right, it was hand-delivered. This Muppet has been at my gaff. He's been at my house, my host house. And that is not happening. Right? rather nervous. I'm about to open the envelope. I always slice away from the face in case it's anthrax or sneezing powder. They'll try anything. You should open an envelope like that even if it's not from a stalker. Because if you open it with a knife pulling towards you and you slip, you can stab yourself in the heart. And that happened to a man I knew. There was one theory that he'd read the letter and then stabbed himself. But it was just a pretty decent offer for car insurance. Anyway, here we go. (sighs) Dear Partridge, Thought I'd drop this in by hand, seeing as we live in the same area. Right, that's a veiled threat. Heard you mention me again on From the Outhouse. It's from the Oast House, an outhouse is a toilet. Oh, I see. Heard you mention me again on From the Outhouse. Would have thought, would of thought. That's would of instead of would have, which is how people who work in call centres say it. Would of thought you'd have more things to worry about than me, like making sure someone doesn't tip manure over your car. Never had you down as someone who drives an automatic, by the way. Are you a woman? Uh, No, I'm not a woman. Nothing against women. But if I were a woman or I had transitioned into one, then that would be fine. Of course it would. You know, I wouldn't complain. I just get on with my life, try and make the best of myself, you know, make the best of the good features I do have. I mean, I'd avoid cocktail dresses, anything that was figure-hugging. I've got good legs, I wear something above the knee. I've got a nice back, so I might wear a backless dress. The point is, I'd adapt. Uh, But I'm not a woman. I am a man. Oh, I'd also swap my bike for one with a drop crossbar. And I drive an automatic because it's a premium feature. It's the choice of the executive driver. And I make a lot of phone calls during which I gesticulate with my left hand. I don't don't want to be pausing mid-sentence to drop down to third if I overtake a, a caravan, probably driven by you because that's your, your main home and you're only doing 20 miles an hour, uh, A, because you've got nowhere to go, as in nowhere to be, and B, because your car's only 1.2 litre. Why is your engine so small? You'd probably say because he cares about the environment. Bullshit. No, that's fine. That's fine because I know people, OK? I'm not threatening anyone. But what I will say is that I know people, big people, big Loyal boys who've done menial work in my garden and would be happy to earn an extra 500 quid for 15 minutes' work. They're strong, like oxes. And the benefit is they don't question instructions. 
I mean, one of them is not all there. Right? I once saw him uh, <clears throat> brain a rabbit with a pan. Hello, Alan Partridge here. Every year, dozens of people in the UK injure, dismember, or cripple themselves through improper use of lawnmowers. So remember, wear sturdy footwear, keep your cable to one side, lay off the booze, and if you must strim, strim safe. Don't be smart, be lawnmower smart. Sorry, bear with me, I'm just drawing the curtains. I mean, if this guy can mosey up to my front door, then there's nothing to stop him hovering a drone outside my bedroom window and film me having a shower or uh, stretching in the shower. Oh, hang on a second, excuse me. Liv, quickly, no, I don't, I don't need you now. No, I'm podding. I just, no, I was just ringing to ask, where, where, where do I keep the rolling pin? Because I want to clock someone with it. The man who sends me all those tweets, yeah, him, he's, yes. He's been in the house. Calm down! You're getting me frothy now. Where are you? Well, keep your voice down then. You're getting your hair done. Right, okay. Is that your usual place? Really? I didn't know the church did that. Well, why would anyone come after you? No one knows who you are. What woman from the church? Oh, hell, is it? Is there still bad blood? Christ, I mean, sorry, sorry. But I thought that calmed down. Oh. So she's doing biscuits and flowers. Okay, well that's, that does sound like she's, uh, yeah, she's on your patch. Yeah, you're gonna have to do something. Uh, couple of options. One, make better biscuits. Uh, two, sabotage our process, but you, you're getting into black ops territory there. Do you wanna go on? Okay, well, here's what you do. You take some of her biscuits home, crush them up into a base for a cheesecake that will knock the vicar's socks off. When she tries to uh, to out you, you just say, oh, sorry, I just wanted to turn it into something special. That's right. Yeah, that's negging. How do you know about negging? No, I just always thought you talked about the Bible at coffee mornings. Anyway, I've got to go. I've got, I've got to go. I don't need a reason. The thing about my assistant is... Um, She's the kind of person who says there's no such thing as bad weather, just inappropriate clothing. So she's the sort of person you don't want to spend too much time with because she's, shh, shh, there's someone in the house. That's just the long case clock. I'll wait till he finishes chiming. He might use the chiming as cover to move across the creaking floor. That was five chimes. Which means it's five o'clock. I'm hiding behind the triangular gap between the back of a small armchair and the side of the Welsh dresser. I'm in the fetal position. It reminds me of when I was at primary school and the teacher would say, 
Make yourself as small as you can. And I think she'd just read her book for a while. It wasn't a very good school. When I finally left the infants, I remember just a big weight was lifted off my shoulders. Shh, hear that? That, that was definitely noise. The, the builder asked me a couple of years ago if he could put some screws in the floorboards on the landing to stop them creaking. I said, no, creaks are good. I know where the creaks are. Burglars don't know where the creaks are. Wish the builder was here now. He'd realize the point I was making. Plus he could hold down the burglar while I thumped him or her. I sometimes play a game on my landing where I pretend I'm crossing a minefield. If I make a creak, I have to go back to the beginning again. It's sort of an OCD because I'm the one making me obey my own rules. And one night it took me eight attempts and in the end I did a wee in my pyjama bottoms. It was a bit of a wake-up call for the OCD thing. I just took my pyjama bottoms off and threw them in the bath. Slept in my pyjama top with no bottoms on. Felt really nice. I do it all the time now. I should go and investigate. But I'm trying to weigh up my options. I try not to rush any big decisions. I learnt that when I was buying a new washing machine. Basically, I, I bought a tumble dryer as well and I didn't realise the washing machine had a built-in... Anyway, it had a built-in drying function. So I effectively had a washer, dryer and a dryer. Sort of one and a half dryers and half a washing The result was my clothes were never damp. I never had mildew, but uh, washer dryers are never quite as effective at washing as a dedicated one. Oh, gosh. Okay. I'm going to go for this now. I'm going to go for it now. There comes a time in your life when it's like, I'm not running anymore. I'm not a chicken. I'm partridge. I'm game. Okay, let's roll. Well, it's ten hours later. Uh, I traced the sound to the bedroom and tripped into a curtain where I thought I was having a fight. Uh, but the curtain wound round me, and the more I struggled to get out, the tighter it trapped me until I was swaddled in it. I couldn't get out at all. In the end, I thought, uh, well, I might as well go to sleep. And I have to say, it was the best day's sleep I've ever had. It was like one of those cocoon sleeping bags that cost a bomb at Black's. I managed to work out that the noise was because I'd opened the window of the toilet, uh, won't go into why, and I'd pulled down the blind again, won't go into why, and it had created a through draft, making the cord of the blind clank against the toothbrush holder. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so I felt like a bit of a nana. I, 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 but I felt like I've learned a lesson, not to leap to conclusions and be afraid of the unknown. Like the Wizard of Oz. I don't know if you've seen uh, the Wizard of Oz, but uh, they build up the idea of this big, all-powerful monster, booming voice. And uh, behind the curtain, there's just a pathetic little man. A bit like when John Burke was in charge of the BBC. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, well, I have just finished another lovely sachet of options, uh, mint this time, uh, followed by a chat with a friend who's an injury lawyer. And on his advice, I'd uh, very briefly like to retract the comments I made earlier about poking a visitor in the eye with a rolled-up newspaper to deprive him of depth of field. Uh, Although it is effective in a combat situation, depth of field is uh, crucial. Without it, you wouldn't know if your attacker is big and far away or small and close. E.g., if Kylie Minogue was attacking you, you'd think she was yards away, leaving plenty of time to adopt a defensive posture. But she's not big and far away. She's small and close. Suddenly, she's on your back like a gnat. I'd just grab the hood of a parker and uh, swing her into a pond. And I'm not saying it would happen. It's just a bit of nonsense, isn't it? I mean, she doesn't even live around here. I actually feel sorry for my troll. I think of him sitting in a bedsit somewhere, probably Swindon, in a nasty plastic chair with a big, fat, brick-like laptop. It's actually rather sad, actually. Really rather sad. I can talk tough. I can do all that. For God's honest truth, you know, given a choice between peace and war, choose peace. It's not because I'm a chicken. I don't always opt for peace. If you were a A Nazi, I'd choose war, but I don't think you're a Nazi. I just think you're a troubled guy who lives in a bedsit with his mum and drives a car with a 1.2-litre engine. It's shaken me up, though, and I'd be the first to admit that. Second, if you count my assistant. I'm already in negotiations to have a series of metal shutters fitted to the windows and doors of my house. And once they've agreed to drop the price, I can have my house turned into a giant armadillo at the flick of a switch. But I am flummoxed as to who would target me like this. Could be someone close to me, or someone familiar. I'm not going to name names, but a former presenter of Ross Kemp on Gangs has made some very sniffy comments about me hosting a nightly primetime magazine show. Truth be told, his beef goes back a good ten years. Uh, He was going through a period when he just got a bit carried away in the gym, and I made a few light-hearted jokes about his physique. I said to the owner of the gym that he thinks he looks like James Bond, but there are so many bumps and ripples, he just looks like some sort of SAS walnut. And this got back to him. Another time, I saw him in the swimming pool changing rooms and I mentioned to him his trunks were too small. He got annoyed and told me that they fitted him fine. He said, I've had these trunks for 15 years. I said, yes, Ross, but that's before you went bananas on your glutes. It's Ross Kemp. Hey, I'm Adam Partridge. Love my listeners. Hate cancer. So listen up, guys. I'm not going to muck about. You know the drill. Check your balls. Check the inside of your bum. Message over. Back to the pod. Cheers. You join me in the control centre of my security room. It's essentially a large antechamber that houses my home alarm control pad and my monitor for my security cameras. Plus, a torch, or as the Americans call it, a nightstick. It's a long, black, heavy rod of iron filled with batteries and a little light on the end, which means you can dazzle people so they're squinting when you attack them. It was designed for American policemen to batter students in the 1960s. If anything disturbing happens at the host house, a burglary, a motorist using the driveway to turn round, or just my gardener leaning on his shovel texting, it's recorded, ready for playback. I have nine external cameras and one internal one. I won't say where the internal one is. There's nothing seedy. It's not a a peephole camera secreted in the wall of the shower. I I would never do that. Uh, No need for one thing. If you wanted a view of the shower, you could just crawl into the eaves of the loft space and lift out one of the spotlights, you know. Push your eye up to the hole and um, 
literally got a bird's eye view, which, if we're being honest here, is not the best perspective. So you just end up feeling frustrated and thinking to yourself, I want to be lower down. I mean, if you became so preoccupied with it that you wanted to slide in beneath the shower tray and look up through the uh, drain hole, you're just going to get sudsy, showery women's water in your eye or mouth. But the nine external cameras have been specially positioned and angled to cover almost every inch of my property, dotted around like a rash on a baby's backside. So this should prove fruitful viewing. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just uh, remembered that I remotely swiveled them a week ago to point at the lawn because there was a crow with an empty crisp bag on its head and I wanted to see if it would do anything funny, like sneeze or fly into a telegraph pole so I could record it and, and show it to friends. Um, and I forgot to swivel them back. So that's annoying. Yeah, nothing here. Yeah. Oh, hang on, what's that? Just going to spool back. There, computer enhanced. Sorry, I don't know why I said that. I'm excited. Okay, camera G0910AM. I can make out of the bottom two thirds of a person aged between 10 and 70, 180 pounds. Judging by the front of the trousers, it's a man. That's it right now. I'm going to add some music over this because you know what? As of now, this podcast has transitioned into something very different. A very successful true crime podcast because that's the great thing about this podcast. No one can tell me what to do. Say what you like about this podcast, but it's exactly what I want to do. Who was this person? What did they want? And what would they do next? If you want to know the end of this sentence... You'll have to tune into the next episode. The person who posted the letter was...